Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here with the author of the book Ransom Notes and the the host of our show each and every week. And you can hear us on so many different outlets and you'll be able to see us on TV real soon. Everything faith-based. Frank McKay here with Kathy Ransom. Kathy, how are you? Just fine. It is um, good to be talking with you again. It's what a, it's, you know, it's a blessing to have a friend that you think you can share some information with and uh, who uh, seems to enjoy uh, old people's humor. And it's always fun to talk with you, Frank. So thank you for calling again. Right here. Thank you. Right back at you. Um, I've got a piece of absolutely useless information that I thought that you just really might. Do you ever do you ever have mosquitoes in New York, or is that just in Illinois? No, we have plenty of them. Yeah, well, I can lend you some if you want some. Uh, that well, that really wouldn't be necessary. Uh, this this little piece of useful information is particularly related to yellow fever mosquitoes. I didn't realize that evidently some mosquitoes. Um, carry different kinds of germs or whatever, and that there's something that they call a yellow a yellow fever mosquito. I learned it. But I did learn how you can help avoid them hanging around with you. If if they are around, just turn, start playing lively dance music. It seems to help ward them off. So go to your record player or your phone, turn on lively dance music, and you might drive those mosquitoes away. Now, I, so the next time you have a picnic, make sure you've got some dance music handy. <laughs> well, that sounds good. I, I yeah, listen, it sounds good to me. It's and 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 if you don't chase away the mosquitoes, you may be able to stomp on a couple by accident. Oh, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. And, and, but then, don't do it on somebody's back because then you leave a spot of blood, and then they're unhappy with you, and so then you've got a strike against you. Um, Yesterday, we had had rain coming down just as I was beginning to go to church early. And I don't know, I immediately said in my little head, oh, no, this rain is going to sort of hurt attendance. Do you find that when it's a really rainy day that uh, it, it doesn't have to be church, but if you're going to some kind of including church, do you find that? Rain coming down rather strongly tends to negatively affect attendance, or is that just here? Here, no. I uh, I I went to St. John the Baptist Church in Wading River, and uh, and and I went in the morning, and there was a big rainstorm, and it was a very dis d- disappointing. Sounds so negative, but a very disappointing turnout, and. Um, I thought that we'd just see a bunch of umbrellas, but uh, people stayed home. People were, well, you know, I don't know, maybe COVID. Maybe, since COVID, people are so used to watching online and different things like that. I, I wish people, Kathy, would get out in person and see it and brave the brave the weather. Yes, uh, and, and I think we 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 certainly had attendance somewhat down uh, first service. I. I was teaching during second service, so I don't know what attendance was like then. But uh, uh, I, I, I do get worried. And part of it is, I think, today, it's much 
value as there is in having online worship and the people who are senior citizens in can't drive the cars anymore, can't get there, and there are those. There are people who have physical constraints that make it difficult for them to get out of the house or the hospital or the care center where they are. For them, I think it is incredibly wonderful that we've expanded online worship. Uh, People probably in some remote parts of the country there are some people who perhaps have to work during service time but can have a uh, can then look at it at a later period of time. So I don't want to badmouth online services because lots of churches have gone to great efforts to make that available, especially as we headed in a couple of years ago in, into this. It seems to me there is a downside to worshiping only at home. And maybe I'm wrong, but what do you see as the real value of worshiping and celebrating? And what do you think the role of a Christian really is? Is it just a 60-minute or 55-minute or whatever uh, service is that all we need to do, or is there something else that's part of being a follower of the Lord? Well, I, I think uh, I, I think clearly there's a, there's a lot more to it, <laughs> and it's what you do when you when you leave that mass and how you respond um, to to everybody around you or the people that are inside that church. And I think you know you've said this many times, and just again recently that you say to somebody, I don't believe we've met. I don't. My name is Kathy, and I, I think that's that's a big part of it. One of the things, and and it's kind of you know uh, uh, not exactly answering your question, but I I, I think it does uh, indirectly. Is so often I've heard people say, "Well, why do I have to go to church to uh, you know to to worship the Lord? I can do if the Lord is everywhere. I can sit under a bridge. I could sit in my car, and I can." Yes, that's true. There's no question that's that's true. You can and you should do all of those things. But there's something about going into the building where others are are going collectively going for the the I, I believe, you know, let's assume everyone's going for the right reasons. And that's to get closer to the Lord, get closer to the the people that feel like them about about the Lord. And I think you're you're cheating yourself and I think you're cheating others by uh, by isolating and and deciding not to go into the quote unquote building and uh, and and uh, carry your worship there, I think there's so much more about an in person in person ch- uh, situation than uh, than to to deal with it online. And and Kathy, I'm I'm afraid that so many people that uh, have said, you know what, uh, I, I'm going to continue uh, to watch online and everything else. 
I have a feeling, you know, they're, they're going to start out being enthusiastic and then they're going to be less enthusiastic and maybe even bored and maybe even distracted and they'll turn the volume down. They'll they'll keep it down. And, and I, I, I just think we're getting further and further away when we don't attend in person. And again, however, if you're sick, uh, by all means, uh, uh, worship any possible way that you uh, that you can. But uh, you know the tele, you know the, the the television, you know for years has been uh, a communicator of the of the church and of of uh, of people out of giving the Lord's word, and I you know I think it's very you know I, I think it's it's very important and it's a very important tool. I just don't want it to be an excuse to get further and further away from the Lord and and people that that quite frankly are are probably more alike than you believe they are because of their belief in the Lord. I am confident that there are some people who watch online who are probably as attentive, if not more so, because they're not distracted by uh, things that are happening in the auditorium. Uh, But we're making two assumptions here. One, that number is relatively small because often there are children in the family, and if you're in church, they're in the nursery, and the adults can... A focus and or they're with you but you are curbing their enthusiasm as only children can be uh, so that everybody stays a bit more focused. I think it's more likely that we'll be engaged with the service as part of the singing about standing as the prayers or uh, however you're particular worship service goes, you're more likely to be engaged in that. Uh, It's easy to get distracted by uh, things when you're, it's hard enough to stay focused even when you're in the service itself. You miss communion. uh, Where I worship, we have communion each Sunday. Uh, There's no reason I could not do it at home, and if I were a shut-in, I would make arrangements to have the wine and the bread so that I could take communion right as the congregation would be taking it online but many people will not do that you miss the fellowship of your friends but even more importantly when I attend a service I probably as well as you whomever not not just I meaning Catherine I meaning each of us as an I you're encouraging somebody else. Oh, I see that Jane is here today. That is so good. I, I knew she had been sick, but here she is. And then you think, I don't have an excuse not to be here. You encourage each other. Just the fact that you're there, you encourage somebody else. It's part of it. You're a witness. It's easier to become involved in the service of the church. And now I'm meaning not the actual worship service, but service as in action, because you hear about needs. There's a a group right now from our church that's gone on a mission trip, and about 20 of them are going. We prayed for them Sunday at church, and they left early this morning or late last night. I've forgotten which. Uh, it's, It's easier to know that we're going to go to Miss So-and-So's house and help paint the fence in the house because uh, she has no husband and uh, there's things she needs done and we're going to have a project. Uh, the camp needs workers out there. You, you begin to get into the spirit 
of being part of the kingdom. And worship is not a 60-minute thing. Worship is, I need to praise the Lord all the time. And I conclude my thoughts with two things. One, the value of praise. Probably you've heard of Duke Wellington, the British who defeated Napoleon in Waterloo. Well, evidently, and I certainly wasn't there when he was active, uh, he was sort of a hard person for whom to work with. And in his old age, he was asked about, you know, what would he do differently or how did things go? And he said, the one thing that I would do is that I would give more praise to people, those soldiers and followers that were under him. And then that ties right in with David's psalm, the very last verse in the book of Psalms, 150, verse 6. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. And that praise, it doesn't say let everything that breathes praise the Lord for 60 minutes on one day a week. It says just do it every time you breathe. So I guess bottom line, Frank, I hope we can encourage people to to return to public worship. That's not to say we don't also need to do private worship. We do. That we need to enhance our understanding of worship, that it isn't a 60-minute thing. It's a life of praise. But isn't it nice to think that we can have somebody we can praise and worship and celebrate? Because he cares, he cares about Frank, and you know what? He even cares about Kathy. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, uh, wonderful thought. Uh, and any final thought before we let everyone go? Uh, I think probably we've made our brains work too hard already. <laughs> well, Kathy, wonderful as always, and uh, I, I thank you for uh, for sharing these wonderful thoughts. And to all of you, uh, look, however you choose to worship, uh, but Kathy's right, it's it's not one hour a week, one day a week, it's uh, it's every day uh, to be grateful, and and uh, as the Duke, uh, Duke of Wellington uh, said, you know, he wishes, you know, at the end, he wishes he would have praised people uh, more often, uh, I think that's good advice for all of us to, to do, but certainly to praise the Lord all of the time. All the time, again, as we said in a, in a past show, uh, our most reliable person, not person, my our most reliable friend, our most uh, reliable ally, always give praise to the Lord. Frank McKay, signing off for Kathy Ransom. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio.